episode of the Five Mike Podcast. I'm your boy Rick. Everybody, go ahead. Yourself. Well, first of all, um, my name is Johnny Marshall. Again, um, I'm a teacher and a coach out here in Georgia. Um, that's just pretty much what I do. All right. Um, okay. Uh, my name is Donald Crenshaw. I work for uh, BF Gritwich and Tough Solution. And um, yeah, I'm just just here to kick it with my guys, man. College, college friends. All right. And uh, I'm RL. I'm a actor, and I'm in New Orleans. And I've been friends with these boys for a long ass fucking time. Right. So, on the, so after the last podcast, people wanted to know like how we met. So, uh, I guess we get into that a little bit before we start out. So, yeah. me, me personally, I knew <clears throat> I knew Crenshaw when I was in high school because he used to work with my boy LJ. So, so I knew him for a minute, but we had kind of lost contact because I didn't see him until I met y'all, and. We all worked at the same restaurant. I used to think I was Ricardo real tough, and he introduced me all to y'all. So that's how. I know y'all. Well, as for me, um, I know you, Ricky, from uh, yeah, the Ryan's days. But like, I think I met you already before that one uh, through Cardo. That's exactly how I met you was through Ricardo. And um, the rest of the guys I met through football, like um, Crenshaw, Murphy was on last time. I met um, those guys through football at Steel and College in Tuscaloosa. Cause we all, you know, came out for football at the very beginning. And um, later on, uh, I want to say the next year I met Ryan, like during the summertime of that um, <laughs> uh, of that next year, you know. That was the year I thought I was just going to play for. I thought I was going to get on that field, man. And um, I got to get on there like halfway through. And I had a great, like, summer and all that. But I met Ryan because he was a um, linebacker, and I was like a fullback by that time. So, like, we just met, kind of clicked up. Like, he knew um, Darren Trusclair, like he said before. I think he mentioned it. He knew Darren Trusclair um, through just, just shooting the crap. And I know Darren Trusclair, like, always respected the fact that Ryan was his own man. Like, he wasn't tripping that time. He like nobody else. He was talking with his own skin. So, like, I, I gravitate naturally to people like that anyway. Work. Uh, so, like I said, I had uh, seen Trusty around – like a lot and so I used to always just say hey what's up crack some jokes or whatever whatever and then we'll go out ways. and I seen Watts out there he was working out one night and I was working out too and we just kind of worked out and we was like hey what's happening and ever since then you know we say hey what's up and one day I was uh, cracking jokes with Trusty and he was like man you want to play some football or whatever and I was like yeah Came upstairs and Buckhalter was on the game and Tab was in there and I just been hanging with y'all boys ever since then and that go through Canterbury, me, Shaw, Ho, Nick, uh, Bizzle, and I, mean, I had seen Murph out there with football and stuff and Murph was always, like, he was always a nice guy so I mean like I said. I just got cool with y'all ever since then, and shit. been rolling since then. Hey, Murph, yeah. Murph, had, Murph had that ten-year contract at still. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, y'all remember that movie on what Van Wilder or something like that? Like, yes. Murph was Van Wilder. Murph was a seventh-year like student, <laughs> man. He was nowhere near graduation. <laughs> <At all. laughs> 
Man, y'all wrong for that. Y'all wrong for that. Hey, I love my boy. Bro, if you hear this, baby, I love you, boy. I just know you never was coming out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, shout out to David Murphy, though. He's brooding in the house. Heck yeah, man. Um, since, we're, since we're on the subject of David Murphy, that is actually how I met the group. Um, Murphy had a roommate, KK. And uh, it so happens that KK, I thought, I thought, I can't, I, okay, first off, I came to filming with a couple of guys from old high school, right? So I thought KK was in, was uh, a group of guys that was kind of making fun of a guy that was retarded that came to uh, filming with us. And I said something to KK, but it wasn't, it wasn't disrespectful like KK thought it was. And KK got upset. So long story short, those boys said they was they was coming to the room to jump me, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so so uh, so they never did they never could find my room or whatever. So I'm working out at the in the uh, in the dungeon, and I get to working out with Murph. You know Murph, everybody friends. So Murph said, "Hey man, you know because I'm from Mobile, Murph and Bruce made that from each other." And uh, it just so happened that my uh, folks knew his folks from going to church together or whatever. So Mercer, hey man, why don't you come to the room? I go to the room, lo and behold, Merv Homeboy is the dude that I was just talking to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of days ago. So, you know, we all we all became cool, man. Everybody found out it was just a misunderstanding. KK wasn't even involved in the, the deal. But, you know, I always laugh and I think KK is a big guy. I just don't understand why he had to bring Mike Jackson and all them boys down into my room to jump me. Why he couldn't just bite me by himself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, old habits, man. You know, hey, hey you got to think now. And this is what I be thinking about all the time, man. But, like, we were just a young kid at that time. It was 18, 19 years old. Like, yeah, we, we, yeah. we understood how to deal with conflict from, like, street situations and just being kids, <laughs> being immature. So, I mean, that, that's all they were doing, coming to your room. I guess they thought they needed the crew. I guess. I don't know. They hey, don't hey. the number one rule is never underestimate your opponent. Oh, no, never. Hey, man, you got to think about, but you got to think about the guys who I just named. Your boy ready to fight. It didn't even matter. Oh, it's been situations, situations where Mike would be like, hey, it don't matter if you win it. I still want to get me some mixed in, too. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't lying, boy. Mike used to say stuff like that. Mike so, lying. So, so, you know, so I, I, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. <laughs> and, and look, truth be told, if, if we all somewhere, you think somebody going to lay a hand on one of us and we all just going to stand around and be like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right, because even it, yeah, even, even, I'm supposed to be mature now, but I want to get some mature, too. <laughs> you're motherfucking right. Like, hey. man, you done lost your mind. Hey, so in other words, y'all want to do some hood rat things with your friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. Y'all horrible. Y'all horrible. I'm good, man. I'm know. Oh, I'm not judging, but hey, I'm, I'm a political correct type guy. So on this podcast, you know, I'm not a part of this nonsense y'all speak of. Yeah, that's but, what I'm about to say. I'm, I'm glad you said it. Why? I got to put my disclaimer out there, man. I, 
Make sure you edit this out, Rick. And leave that in there for the shock value. Hey, 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 listen, listen to this guy talking about now. Now he's not uh, morally corrupt after he was the nigga that was uh, stealing tapes. We ain't gonna whoa, say what whoa, kind guys. of tapes. Whoa, 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 guys. whoa, 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 Look, look, that, hey, hey, that's look, my look, past, look. man. And God ain't done working on me yet. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. That might be funny. Ryan. I hope those were mixtapes. Hey, yeah, hey, they mixtapes. Hey, you know we had them for the street, man. Hey, drunk and eating the all day. Johnny Watt on the one to two. Johnny Watts 3000. Hey, man, me and Sean dropped the mixtape, man. Hot for the summer, man. Hot for the streets, man. Like, we dropped that. You know, y'all was hating on that, boy, but it's but, okay. Yeah, but, we well, did well, have well, some nice tracks. Well, we had some nice tracks. We did. We did. I wish we could. Yeah, if, if somebody can find that laptop, that's like liquid gold. Man, I'm boy. You. Hey, I'm going to tell this. That laptop was sold, and then before we knew it, people started trying to do what we was doing, man. And we got infiltrated, man. We got yeah, infiltrated. we we started the whole mistake thing. Yeah, we, no. If a nigga was subject to find that la- that laptop, that'd be like that gold suitcase in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, hey we, we, we too old to get signed now, but we would have got signed. Oh, yeah, hey. If we, if we were dropping this current, like, day and age, of course we would have been signing. We were talking trash for everybody else. We were putting everybody's name on the truck and everything, but we were going crazy. Yeah, that, hey, we, that, hey, uh, we hey, we were platinum in the streets. Man, yeah, yeah. man. Especially that, uh, that song that, uh, that, that, that song that we, that we put out that, we, that uh, it was kind of about racial uh, inequality. I'm not going to say the name of the song. Yes, but, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was the song, song that we <laughs> yes, sir. That was the question, man. You're right now. It, it did touch on the racial inequalities and inequities out there. So you're absolutely yeah. correct, so. Yeah. That, if you had any kind of political aspirations, you wouldn't want that song to be found. That's all Ever be found. <laughs> Ever. Well, we, we, we need to uh, go ahead and touch that one away then, because y'all know I'm running for president in a couple of years, so. Okay, okay. Well, you know, you were you were on the you were on the mixtape, you were on that other mixtape that we had, like you know, I think at the time we had like Jip Press on there and all that kind of stuff, or, or Design. So you were on that mixtape feature right there, Ricky. But I don't think you 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 were in a you didn't have your hand on this, one, so they can't tell you to this. One. Okay. No. Oh yeah. You good. Hey, you good? You clean, my boy. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. So so let's get into it. Another day, I think. Um, I think it was RL. He said uh, he had saw a post where a lady asked, "Could you and still identify as black?" So how do y'all feel about that? Could, could you be what mixed? You said mixed and oh. identify as black. Okay. Well, I think yes, because I mean, for one, that that's what society gonna call you anyway. You're gonna be black. I mean, we talk about scientifically, man. So you get like that, like any part of black genetics inside of you. Or you have DNA that comes from a black person, you know, you're automatically black. I mean, that that's really the issue with a lot of white supremacists. And if we want to go there, like, just to be honest, like, they have an issue of, you know, I guess you say dirty in their bloodline. You know what I mean? They want to make sure that they do nothing but white people. And I'm talking about a true supremacist, not talking about all white people. Everybody don't think this way. 
Some of them even got like black people in the family. I'm not speaking on all white people, but I am talking about supremacist-minded, eugenicist-minded people. They don't want you to dirty up their bloodline. So, yes, as soon as you drop that dog on black blood in the bucket, man, that's a black person right there. Now, whether they identify, you know, because now we're talking about um, how people identify these days, even all the way down to your sexual gender, you know, and orientation and all that stuff, you know. Um, if you talk about identification-wise, you have black people that only identify with the white side. You know, I, I've, I've actually been in the school system where I've seen kids who, yes, the kid would be identifiably black by somebody else's standard, but when you see how that kid raised, that kid only raised by a white person. So they have a certain way they come up, a certain way they think. It just depends on, you know, I guess you say the rear. But in terms of society, how, do, how society is seeing them, and then the way they treat them, they're two different things, you know, it just depends. Okay. Uh, I'll say that <clears throat> It's crazy that you would try to splice and dice somebody's blackness like that and try to yep. say they're not. Like, they was on that topic basically saying, like, they're not. And, oh, man. Were these black people? Yeah. These black people saying that yeah. they not because they was yeah, like, if both of your parents is black, you're not black. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Ignorant. That's ignorant, so, yeah. I'm like, okay, so then... <laughs> So you 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 want a person to not get the benefits or the acceptance of being, I don't know, white or Asian, all while also not getting any acceptance or benefits of being black. It's like I, they would be they would be considered both. <laughs> but you know, and I know when they get pulled over by the cops, when they try to become upwardly mobile fiscally. That they're gonna be judged on being black, not oh well, you only a little black, so we ain't gonna give you all racism. Like they still gotta do the racist ass shit with any black in them. Yeah, that's true. Cause I mean, um, I think I think it was J. Cole. He was talking about it how like he never really knew his black side of the family because his pops, because <clears throat> his pops wasn't around, but he also didn't get accepted by the white side of his family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, what do you? So, like, how do you? You know, it it, it makes you wonder, like, how they maneuver that because he got a white mom. He doesn't know the black side of his family, mm-hmm. but his white side of the family don't accept him. So, you know, how like how you deal with stuff like that? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I mean, a person that acts to be mixed. You know what I'm saying? Right. You correct. A person that acts to be mixed. You know, yeah. and then like I hate the whole term like acting black, acting white. Like yeah. I think yeah. I think the way you speak, the way you act is just about how you was raised and how and what environment you grew up in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because I think and, and, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like because I'm like proper and button up and stuff. you know they like to say well he's acting white, but he might have just been around you know button up people. You know what I'm saying? His his parents might have just been proper, like you know what I'm saying, because everybody, everybody's not the same. Everybody's not gonna speak the same. Everybody's not gonna deal with things the same way, you know. So, so can I can I chime in? Go ahead. So, as as harsh as it may sound, when people say, "Hey, uh, you know, you need to stick to your race," mm-hmm. this is what they're talking about. Now you see how hard it is, hard it is for us to, um, <laughs> you know, categorize them as either black or white. Just think about how it is for them. You know, they don't know how to identify, and so to eliminate that problem, 
hey, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but I'm just saying, you know, mm-hmm. to eliminate that problem, you just stay where you're supposed to be, man. Your kids won't have that problem. Yeah. You you you, you know, you got people that, that, like you said, there are people that that's the that's the way they think. And I and I get it from a from a standpoint of trying to look out for your kid and making sure right. that you don't have to go through certain hardships, right. pain, people right. talk. You know, people I ain't gonna lie, especially when you're kids, man, kids are some of the most cruelest individuals in the world. Like children, exactly. they're so brutally honest that sometimes that cut both ways, you know what I mean? But sometimes also they don't mind just hurting you for the sake of hurting you. Like whatever, you know, because we remember how it was to be kids. But um, I mean, I get that position, but I just feel like let people live, man. Like the one thing I get on my nerves is that there's all these like fake beefs and all these made up doggone sides. You feel me? Even with like poli- politics, you got Democrat, Republican, but in right. the day, doing the same things. I mean, they're doing the exact right. same things. You know, you got um, you got white and black. Too. End of the day, man, that's a socioeconomic thing because the poor whites act like the poor black people. They ain't no the people that got money that are black act like the people that got money that are white. They act like they up with you all of a sudden and that you can't tell them that I did it all, man. I did it all by myself and no, I'm not going to help you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it don't matter what color you are to act like that. And it, and all the colors in between as well. So it's just like, let people live, man. If, if that joke is black and doggone white, so be it. I mean, it is what it is. Is that person confident? Because a person like J. Cole, who doesn't identify with either side, or, or I'm sorry, or they don't, didn't know how to identify with both sides because of being shut out on one end, but then just not having a relationship on the other end. Those people right there, man, they're, 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 to me, they're mentally strong to make it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like the kid that make it out of the hood. Like, that joker really made it out. You're like, man, that joker really went through something, especially when you know you come from a situation, okay, I got two parents in the household, or I come from a situation where we had a little money. You know what I mean? If that was my reality, when I see this kid that came from the gutter, and he still was able to make it out of that situation, given given all those pitfalls that were possible, you know, how, how can I be mad at that? You know, that's a beautiful thing to me. You know, it takes the strength to be like that. You know, but at the same time, watch out who you mean to, because that's what come back to bite you your dog on behind. That's why you got... <clears throat> To be honest, you have white people that calling black people out, and they don't be lying. Like you got some trash behind black people out there, because like you said, that whole conversation about oh you ain't black enough, you ain't white enough, you ain't you ain't this enough. Like who 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 gave these folks the power to make that decision? You know, your black ass, I mean your black behind. Like you could be going through something that's ten times worse than me as a mixed individual. And just because I'm darker, I'm supposed to be all of a sudden inclined to going through more hardship and struggle than you. That's not true all the time. You know what I mean? So I, like, I just feel like for us to really move forward and move everything forward, first of all, we got to realize that the thing that we're doing is putting these people in the same box that we're trying to come out of. And that's, hypo- that's hypocrisy. How, how can we come out the box when, oh, well, I don't want to be talked about like that. I don't want to be done like this. But then as soon as somebody mitts come into play, oh, man, where well, your mama should have been with, your, with a black man, or, or your daddy should you know, or, or, you, or you, man, you shouldn't be, like you said earlier, Rick, that person didn't, like, make that decision. They came out how they came out. Mm-hmm. Like, so, ain't no kid asked to be here. They just, they're proud of whatever happened between their folks. You know, so people got to get off that high horse and get off that whole kick of trying to dictate how 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 black somebody is based off this and the other. Because at the end of the day, if we're doing the same thing that other people are doing, then we ain't no better than them. And we're going to reap the same, like, discomfort that these people are going to reap eventually. They're all going to fall down eventually. Yeah, right. I mean, but you know, you know, that come from, like, back in the day, because remember, they used to do the brown paper bag test. You know what Man, I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and 
So you know all that stuff from that. But I mean, like, like I said, it's it's kind of like to it because even if right, let's just let's just say J Cole came out and said, okay, he identified as white because he was raised by a white mom. Yeah. Then they yeah. everybody be on this case, like, man, you you look like this, you look like that, because he got the dreads and all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, like, if he came out and just said, oh, I'm black, then it's it's people because even it's still people that be like. Well, J. Cole complained about this, complained about that. And he's, you know, he's got the white side and he never mm. been through this, he never been through that. They don't know what that man went through. Thank you. They How do they know, know what that man went through? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But yeah, uh, I'll say this. I just think that ultimately, <clears throat> kind of touching on what Shaw and what uh, when you do kind of keep everything in house, your kids don't end up running into that. Uh, yeah. We talk about you love what you love and all that good stuff, right? And and that's true. I mean, that's your choice. I mean, if if you happen to date whatever, then you know that is what it is. But like Watts was saying, man, kids is cruel. And and if you really want to touch on something, let we could talk about how <clears throat> everybody's want to be so um so positive in, in the aspect of people can do whatever they do. And that shit don't affect their kids. It's like, yeah, that shit affect your kids. Just yeah. like motherfuckers want to do them OnlyFans and all that shit. Boy, get, yeah. hey, man, get it how you live. Boy, show that show that little little kitty cat on the internet all you want. I don't care. Like, I got no dog in that fight. But there is going to come a day yes, sir. when your kid is in <laughs> school and somebody gonna be like, Man, I see Mike Mama. With Boy. her stuff out, and, and then they're gonna have pictures and shit. And dog, like, can you imagine, like, back in the day when we was coming up, if somebody came in that school and had a picture of your mama Boy. with her ass out? Like, oh. what? Boy, it, it would have been some brains not. You talking about CTE? It would have been some CTE in the schoolhouse, what? Right like, like, back in the day when we were coming up, uh, your mama joke and you destroyed. Like, you can't even say your mama on nobody. They ain't going for that. So you you walk around with somebody moaning your phone and all that and and like you said to your point Ryan the 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 the, the adults right here should be a little wiser you know what I mean like like your kid gonna have to grow up and that day is gonna come especially now with all the smartphones they find everybody everything online man and then the people are foolishly just giving their kid these phones like the kid got a whole computer in their hand and they wonder what what's happening to them and how they're growing up they become however they become man where they living in a whole digital world you know nothing about. So like you said, like, yeah, their mama gonna be in that phone. Their mama gonna be looking crazy. You know what I mean? And they're just gonna try to but don't worry about me, y'all. Don't worry about what he said about me. He don't know me. And that is terrible advice because mama, you all gonna lie with your butt out, man. And everything NCAA, else. Come on. And see yeah, he'll pop me for a goon. Man, that's it, dog. That's it. It's so played. It's just so funny. And that's what's so scary about porn these days. You could turn on porn and see your sister or your cousin. You know, you getting ready to do what you need to do, and that's your cousin. I mean, how you how you react to that, boy? <laughs> hey man, hey, that, that's how, hey, you got to get out the game, baby. You gotta get out of there. Hey, look, because no, real talk. I was in the city, man, living one city, and and essentially that's what was kind of what was going on. Like the 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 city, like it, we had some people getting exposed off of these. I guess you say homegrown style, like flicks and stuff. You know, y'all don't worry about the time of action. Who taping you? Why are you being taped and all that? 
I don't know if you're in that much love or what, but then it comes out later, and now you busted up the whole way through. You know what I mean? On top of that, you even had a situation where I'm sure this happens a lot, where joking that get, get exposed for being, like, gay. Nothing wrong with it, but if you're around here slinging your meat around with women and stuff and let people think that, you know, you're going one way, but you're going both of these ways, you know, yeah, double now. Like, come on now, man. It's just no good for nobody. So, they, yeah. They, they, had a dude, they had a dude like that in Charlotte, man. He was... um. He was oh, out here God. exposing all these "quote unquote" straight dudes, because oh, like, and I think the thing is, a lot of times the ones they expose are the ones who like gay bash. Like, yeah, you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? And oh, you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't gay bash and then be down low gay because you know the gay dudes gonna tell. Right, they gonna tell. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, I don't know. So, how how do y'all feel about whether would y'all rather be called African American or would y'all rather be called black? Black. <laughs> I'll go deep into that one, but what you think, Ryan? I just say I, I'd rather be identified as black because, uh, man, you start getting into these conversations and people are going to put different labels on all that other stuff. And, you know, we've had talks about how we've uh, seen us in different realms throughout the world, and it was theorized that technically we were populating most of the general world beforehand anyway uh mm. you, you seen the the indian people who look as black as some of the blackest people in africa uh the japanese people uh who were looking blacker than some of the black people blackest people in in africa um <clears throat> mexico uh i'm sure throughout europe Obviously, Africa, I'm sure throughout South America and definitely in the, the Caribbean islands. So I, I, I think at the end of the day, there's no way to quantify us into a box. We can't trace our origins because that's been destroyed. I'm, I'm more than just African. I'm a lot of things combined. <laughs> and so I'm black. Well, as for me, man, I, I, I get, I'm going to tell you like this, when it comes to conversation, I'll say anything because I'm trying to get whatever point out. And if my point is not about uh, what we're talking about right now in terms of, you know, how you want to identify in terms of yourself. And I might be called saying black, Negro, that, that <laughs> like just the, just stuff to keep us, um, People understood what my point is, but yeah. at the end of the day, um, I don't like black because black is a mashup of a bunch of different people. It's kind of tied back to what you were saying, Ryan, like people don't know where they're really from, but you do have people now that absolutely know where they're from. Some people will tell you they never left here. Like they're people from here and they never left. They black, like you said, it's us. Like they look just like us. Like a lot of the New Orleans people down in like Louisiana were black people that were classified Native American that were already here. You know, they hadn't changed the way they were classified on the census a billion times. Negro, mulatto, then you wound up with black, you know, and then black was a way to take away all your rights, you know what I mean? Because if it, it, according to law, you know, black would mean that you're like civilly dead, you know, it, 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 and it was a way to separate race too, so that like when they were able to come here and colonize America, and this is something I heard yesterday, it made it even easier to colonize when you separate people into these colors, because at one point, the Irish white man was treated like the black woman, you know what I mean? Yep. Like at one point they didn't like 
Dirty Sicilians. They said all this stuff. This stuff documented, you know. And but over time, because I want to colonize this land, and I gotta make sure these black folks who were really the 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 the, the majority when we got over here, like a way for us to keep them enslaved and do all these different things through law to enslave and get that free labor. You know, I gotta get people and put into to different boxes. So now I can type cash you as white with all your rights, you know, a free white man, and then over here you're black, you know. So I, I have an issue with black just because it don't tie us to nothing. It don't tie us to no landmass. It don't tie us to no tribe. So we don't have no history right there. And the longer we sit back and let's claim black, then we're going to be looking crazy. Another thing, African-American make us look crazy. And the Africans don't like it because African-American is to assume I'm from Africa. Come over here and now I'm living in America like an Asian-American, a dog on uh, Mexican-American. Like anybody that came from their landmass, they got ties. They understand they come over here. And they become the other part, which is like like your, your wife. Oh, she has this name. But then when you marry her, she might be, oh, like my wife, Belle Marshall. You know, she don't go by Belle Marshall. She just go by Marshall. But it's to understand that I have a connection here. And now I come up with this way. So like African-American, I can't claim it because, I, for one, I know I got um, native blood. I know. I already know my, on my mama's side, that's how it is. Like, she, um, her, her grandfather was half white. And her, 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 no, sorry, her, her, her father was half white and um half um um I think Indian, and then my dog on grandma was half um Indian and half black. You see, so that was the that's a Native American connection. Then my dad's side, I'm I want to say he's probably pretty much um Native too. So that's that's what I know to be true. But like again, like you said, it can still be a massive. You got a history like that. You know, you had slave masters raping and everything else. You had Africans that did come over that did um wind up getting transported in North America some type of way and wound up in different, you know, plantations and stuff. So that could have happened too as to where the mixing the mixing happened. So, you know, yeah, we we can't tie ourselves to nothing. But I just don't like either of those terms, man, because African American pisses off real Africans. Because when they come over here, they really are African American once they get their citizenship and all that. You know, we over here don't even know we connected to talking about we African American. You know, so I don't know, man. I, yeah. I have an issue, but I don't know how to resolve it. And that's what I think I really be looking at these days. Well, the the true Africans, like from the continent of Africa, they don't respect a lot of black Americans because they think we're lazy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, I don't care if you call me black or if you call me African-American, just don't call yeah. me colored. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, you know, color was anybody that wasn't white. So you can be That's Asian, right. you can be Jewish, whatever it was, you was considered color. So we all was going through the same struggle if you wasn't That's white. Right. That's so right. like as far as like um the the black and African American thing go, it doesn't really matter to me either way. Yeah. Like you said, because you got some people you got some people that rather be called black and not African American than vice versa. So either way, you know, it's never going to be, everybody's never going to be satisfied. That's never going to happen. That's correct. You know what I'm saying? But also, what, what y'all think about this then? Because it's a lot of white people in South America. So aren't they considered African-Americans if they move um, they, to America? They are. They are. They actually are. The, the white South Africans, they actually are, yep. African-American. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know. Yep. So I think, you know. Like yeah. I said, it just I guess it just depends on the person. Yeah, I, I really. think like you say, yeah, like you say, I think in, in terms of preferences, it, it, it go back to what I said earlier. Preference wise, you can you can be cool with, you can be fine with, it because again, 
because they need some type of identifier. I guess some people feel like they need that identifier, so that's fine. But like the issue lies with what you just said. If I'm being truth truthful and not just glossing that thing over and trying to act like it's all good, you know, a white man can be a true South. Uh, I'm sorry, African American, because again, he's linked to the landmass he just came from. Then, then now he got citizenship over here to a landmass that he's now going to reside in. You see what I'm saying? So African American is true for him. But we seem to talk about African American and don't get it. And then you wonder why you can't get nothing over here. You can't get nobody to look out for you. Like you don't have nothing because think about it. If you keep saying black and African American, we ain't tied to no group for real. But a, a doggone lesbian person, a lesbian black person tied to a group, you know, they got a real group with money. You know, that's paying politicians, that do, getting stuff done on their behalf because that's a real thing. They are real nation, quote unquote, so to speak. You feel me? And we're talking about LGBTQ community. Um, same thing with like feminism, with all that junk. You know, man, I'm sorry to call it junk for the women that identify with feminism, but <laughs> it ain't help black people at all. You know, we got okie doke by feminism, but it's the same thing. It's just something that I can identify with that I can that I, I I feel like I align with these principles. When you call me black, I'm gonna align with them that's black because I don't know what black black doing right now. I don't get what black doing. You know what I mean? But everybody that's black ain't doing the right stuff. They're not doing righteous things. That's not solid. You know what I mean? So I can't, like, black is bad for me. Like, it's just bad. Like, African-American is cool, but like I say, it's just, it don't it don't really go if you really understand, you know, how they come up with stuff like that, you know? I I mean, well, they ought to, they ought to just all call us Americans. Because <laughs> that's what it is at the end of the day. Everybody like, we were born here, dog. We were born here. That's all I identify for real yeah, with. Like, I'm, I'm an American. I'm like some, Rick. Some I, of, I, could some, care, I could care less. Some of us, but... some of us was born here. Okay, that's true. Some like some people weren't like 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 some some people just really weren't born here. That's fine. Like I say, those people have more of a connection and link and understanding of where they're really from. But like in terms of us, you know, if I'm born here, man, just leave me alone. I'm American. Like I don't want you ever. We go to court or anything like that. Something crazy to come up for you to ever think I have any less rights than you, or that you have some original rights or some natural rights that I don't have. Like I ain't going. They do. They do. And and just for and just for the record, um. I am legal, so yes. No, you're not. You're not a legal resident. <laughs> man, what the hell are y'all talking about, man? Oh God, boy. Oh Lord, what you mean? No, it's, we talking about. We talking it's the about one black uh, cub man. We talking about black identity, dog. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, hey, y- y'all lost me right there. Okay, well, introduce yourself, though. Introduce yourself, Mick. I'm Mick Jones. You know what I'm talking about. The, the, elder, the elder of the group, you know what I'm talking about? The one that be trying to shoot y'all knowledge, but y'all don't be taking in for some reason. I don't know. Well, 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 hey, this, this is your chance to spit all that knowledge, then. Man, why, man? I ain't going to be her alone because I'm tempting that, dog. I'm hiding right now for the second, but you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so, so, so I'm back here just chilling for a second. Man, I, I don't even know what to say about that, man. Hey, I don't know hey, what to say about that either. How does it? How does it feel to be like the only black Cubs fan? <laughs> Actually, you know, it's wonderful, dog. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I grew up. I, you know, I've been watching Cubs baseball since 1984. You know what I'm talking about, dog? That's the, that's the glory 19, days. You mean? You mean 41? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, mama, he was there for their first. Uh, first he was there for their first World Series. Series. <laughs> Motherfucker, I was there for twenty. I was there for twenty sixteen when y'all were talking that shit. But hey, and, and tears was coming out my ass. But speak and what's your point? Well, when you done nineteen oh eight too? 
Exactly. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hey, hey, this is rated R, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so, so I can cook some shit. Man, that's all right. Go. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Because, like a sailor out here, though. Okay, good, cause cause it's gonna start coming, dog. But man, fuck y'all, niggas, man. I was born in '77, man. Where we knew it all that about a time. Yeah, baby. Yes, right. I was there for the 2016 World Series. I was, and I'm gonna be here for the 20 for the 2022 National Championship for the for the for the Canes too. Goddamn it! Oh, wait a minute. Oh, and give me two and give me and give me two years for them Dolphins, my man. Hey, man. Whoa, whoa, man. yeah! It'll forever be on Spotify that Mick uh prophesied that the uh, Miami Hurricane was gonna win this year. <laughs> yep, yep, because September, yeah, because September the 4th, though, that's the passing of the torch, day. Y'all, y'all about to get ran out the field by no, we ain't, dog. That's the is, is the is no, it's the passing of the torch, dog. It's not gonna be no passing of no torch, it's gonna be a temporary. If y'all do win because anything happens to our little football, but man, it's gonna be a one year, one and done. Y'all had a good year, it's gonna be over with the like Cam Newton and all, but everybody's still there, man. It's, it's wait, gonna be a second. Oh, wait a minute. Why? Why the Auburn shade watch? That that was not an intentional shade just because I'm, I'm an Alabama guy. It's really just saying because like that's what people be expecting. They they think these teams uh, and again unless you're coaching on point, man. Because coaching takes precedence over all, man. The system got to be put in place. So if I have like a good season, it's the next season shouldn't be all of a sudden a complete fall off unless we really were riding on the back of either have an older player that we're about to get about anyway. Are we rolling the back of a player or two that was really, really good? Like, if that ain't the case, man, you should pretty much be able to repeat, like, right? Or, or kind of get pulled back to that. Uh, man, man, fuck the dumb shit, dog. I'm tired of that shit, man. Hey, y'all shit about to be in because I'm getting tired of that shit, dog. If y'all keep winning championship, dog, I'm going to start watching college football, dog. I'm tired of that shit. Hey, I'm telling you, man, because I coach high school football now, I see a lot of it is about the coaching and the staff. The staff. It ain't just the head coach. If your staff trash or if you got – Half the coaches doing this, and the other half not really doing that. Now, half the coaches like coaching it behind off of you, the other half just standing there and trying to look good. Like you kind of coming to like it, it's tough, man. It's rough. Like, now, Alabama is a well-oiled machine, and it starts at the top. Nick Saban said that he likes to do things, and all people fall in line. It's, it's, coach, it's, it's like a coaching resurgence camp. It's like but a coaching thing about it though. I don't think about it, though. Why, why 100, 100% correct, though? It's all about your assistant coaches, though. Yes, sir. But they all yeah. fall in but line. They, but Saban ain't calling them damn players, though. Yeah, but so think they, about it. No, they, they, change, they change offensive coordinators every year. That's right. But you know what I found but he, out? But he know? bringing in some damn good old OCs, though, dog. Oh, That's what I'm getting. Every year, he's he bringing a good one. He ain't bringing no bullshit in. No, so, but they, they bring in new coaches every year, and then every year, some some team look for them, hire but, them, but, and then they don't win, and then they fire them, and then they come back, he coach them up again. Okay, I'll give you a good example. I'll give you a good example, uh, Rick. Even at Stillman College, dog. Man, we changed OC so many times. We were still going like, what, six and three and shit? Man. Oh, man. And a lot of it is your players. You bringing in the talent, dog. Yeah. Hey, but but it go back to what you said, though, Mick, man. It, it really is just them coaches, man. Because think about what somebody just said. Somebody was like, 
Oh, they'll go off and get a job and they get fired to come back. Guess why? Because guess what? When they got their behind there, they didn't have no damn staff. They probably got there with just them and they thought it was going to be easy in the way the world. Or I could hire anybody. I get whoever over here. But I'm going to tell you, when I went to the Alabama campus with our kids or whatever, I, you know, I found out, like, with saving, man, why his team stay good because he puts the, all, every, all the coaches to the grinder. Like, the system is in place. So when you get when you get out there, one of the guys, we know a coach that went to Tennessee that used to be over there at um, Drake. Like, my um, coaches, two coaches that we have, our head coach and his brother, who's our offensive coordinator, he, they got a relationship with this guy, so they know him. But it was like, man, when he left Alabama to go to Tennessee, he said, man, uh, he said, I love Alabama. I love, like, how, how, how it got me up and all this stuff. But he said, for the most part, um, I, I'm happy to be gone. He said, I'll never come back and coach on the statement again. Not no no slight to him, but because, like, he take all your time away. So it's a requirement that he got for them coaches. They get paid well. But the requirement for getting paid well, nigga, I'm gonna get all your time, you know, and that's what happens. So and it's another, and, and it's another reason why they don't come back too, because Saban worked the fuck out of them, and I know yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah but yeah, because you, you know, yeah, cause you know, my brother, but well, he was teammate with Castillo with us, and Castillo, he was on the coaching staff a little bit. He said, "Man, fuck that shit, man." That man said, he got to be in there. They got to be in there from what? From six a.m. to about twelve or one o'clock in the yeah. morning. and got to come right back in that bitch at six, though. Mm. Yes, sir. I heard that. And at, the be- and at the beginning of the season, Saban gonna give all their wives goddamn gift cards to go shopping because he said, "I'm gonna hold you. I'm, I'm gonna keep your coaching for the rest of the season." Man, I, look, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't doubt it. So it's like, when that you is coach crazy. Him, it's like you got to be built for that, and you got to say, "Hey, I know he's gonna come at me with that, and I'm gonna have to be about that." So I think he really just hired guys that's willing to be that way. I think, I think because he's talking to grown men, he's probably real frank with them, talking about his expectation and how long he's gonna dominate their day and their time. <laughs> It's how he runs things from top to bottom. He's got his system in place, and that's just it, it, it is what it is. And so, you know what you're signing up for. It's like, even if you decide to go to Alabama as a player, you're not gonna have the same arc as a kid that goes, that's not a knock saying that you can't be a better player is just Nick Saban is the hammer Dabo's going to carry. Yeah. Man, so, Dabo, Dabo want to be Saban, but he's he, not. But he don't grind you to the fucking hole. <laughs> like, Man, Dabo, Dabo talk crazy every day. Like, he says we're not talking crazy. about what he talks about. We're talking about <laughs> how he runs Program. No, he's, he's not there to grind you down to a nub. Like Nick Saban gonna gonna have you over ready. And yeah, he do. Yeah, you right. Real talk, you right, Ryan. Yeah, you be over prepared, Yeah, you do. Because because he's at he's like, at the top. Nick Saban's at the top. Players are like ground down by the time they make it to the league, and. That shit kind of fucked them up too, because you working out so much, you didn't learn so much, you didn't been through so much. Like by the time you make it to the league, man, you you not necessarily at your peak. Hey, now, I see what you say. I see what you saying about the grind because uh, Najee Harris was saying that he's never had so much off time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he did say that. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like he said, he got so much off time now that you know he been. Practicing with the Steelers and stuff, but yeah, coming in all the time. 
Dog. No, they, no, real talk. All, all time they got is during the summer, dog. Unless you, if you in summer school, you still ain't got no goddamn all time. Hey, they they ain't got nothing off there because they they still had to like work out. They no, I'm lying. I'm lying. They on they on all time and right after the spring game. They, they got that month off after the spring game. That's it. That's all they got. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, man. Like that's that's essentially what we do at my high school, man. We 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 work hard, man. I'm not gonna say that we overwork or whatever. But yeah, we work. We work a lot. Like I, I'll leave it like that. We work a lot. But um, I get what it does. But I think my my thing about it has always been that you don't want to wear a joker all, all the way out to the point where, um, when they get to a higher level, they're like, man, I'm done with this. So when they have an opportunity to continue with it, they they pretty much put it to the side. They're like, man, I don't. You know what I mean? Like it's like dog years. You know what I mean? Like for your one year, man, dog, I don't live seven. Like for real. So it's like I can't. I, it's like I don't have nothing else in the tank for you. And that's what I always kind of fear with that kind of way. Because to me, truthfully, it's like planning. It's like planning, um, management, like whatever you can do to make that work efficient, man, and still get it done. Like I can rep it because in coaching, to be honest, it's repetition, man. When I get a kid to keep doing the same thing over and over again, the correct way, that's what drills it into the remembrance that, hey, man, this is the way I need that thing done. This is the way I need to attack it every time I see it on the field. It becomes second nature, you know. So that, that's what you're trying to get accomplished as a coach. So I get what he's trying to do. But I think that, and I guess it's all hard to argue against it because the results are there. You feel me? And when the results are there, it's hard to say, oh, man, well, dang, you know, oh, man, he, they shouldn't be doing it like that, man. But I do feel people, and I feel for those kids sometimes because, to me, I really believe life and everything is about balance. When things are more balanced, you got more satisfaction out of stuff, you know, and you can get a lot more done. And, and mentally, if I'm talking about mental – I ain't going to say mental manipulation, but if I'm trying to get into these kids' mental, I think some of that, you know, not killing you would go a long way into having that kid run through a wall for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. As long as you win him, nobody really cares. Because, like, remember when Bobby Knight was throwing chairs and hitting the players? Nobody (laughs) cared and said that he retired. That's right. Actually, no, 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 Rick, you, you're wrong on that one. When, when Bobby Knight was throwing chairs and shit in the 70s, oh, everything was good, but around the, in the round of the 90s when that mother was throwing chairs, when they wasn't winning, then it was <laughs> well, a fucking problem. That's true. That's yeah. right. When he wasn't yeah. winning, that's when that's it was when it, That's when it was the problem. But I mean, but, it's, but, it's, but it's like that with everything. Like, um, the the whole thing that happened, they, you know, winning and junk. Nobody cared, but then all of a sudden they wasn't they wasn't Penn State anymore, and all that stuff came down. All of a sudden, it's a problem. But it's hey. you know it's like that with all schools, though. Hey, but look, it ain't like that with schools. I like it with people. We too, we accept anything until it's someone for the BS that it is. Like we accept all these OnlyFans women and stuff like that. People accept that. Oh, she going and she getting her bag. She going to get it. He doing it like they accept all the dope the dope dealers and stuff like that. And they ain't doing nothing like but dealing drugs to the community, dealing drugs to the community. And then, but they got a bag now. They got money. You see, so this is about whatever we're going to accept, you know, until you realize that, hey, man, they ain't it right there. You know what I mean? You, it's, like, it's, it's people that got abused by their parents as kids. They accept it. I'm going to raise my kids the same way. And then they realize, man, that thing ain't right. Man. <laughs> you, 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 write, you write about that. Because you write about the whole uh, drug dealer thing. Because people know when people selling drugs, but as long as they bringing them money, yeah, keeping them straight. Nobody. Yeah. But then once they get knocked, it's like, man, they so stupid. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't know they, why bro was doing all that, man. I don't know, man, man. Like, it's like that's hindsight being 2020. That's on whack, man. Like, we don't check nothing at the beginning. 
Like, but but like it just exposes how we are. You know, like you said, we'll accept anything until it's shown or proven. And really, like again, we know in the back of our mind it ain't always correct, but we'll accept it because something within what's being done it validates that that thing is okay. You just know? like um, that's just like the the borderline between sexual harassment and flirting. Like if oh, yeah. if somebody likes you, it's flirting. But if they yes. think you disgusting, then it's sexual harassment. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Like all, yeah, I, I just want to uh, piggyback off that uh, Simon deal. Most people that are success driven, and when you have to uh, uh, use other people, or you know, it, it takes a group of y'all to get to that level of success. Those people are normally known as assholes. You got yeah. James Brown; he was a certain way he wanted his band to be a certain kind of way. You got Michael Jordan, Bill Belichick, for all those people, and you look at them and you like. Hey man, it, it works. Sometimes you just have to be that ass, man. Man, yeah. now, now, real talk, show all the most asshole coaches usually do win. That, that real talk. Yeah. Hey, it's not necessarily just asshole. It's a sociopath. You are a different kind of person to be yeah. wired like the way that them niggas is wired because you talking about Nick Saban, who nigga got the confetti falling on his head and his grandma is sitting there thinking, man, I can't believe that nigga missed that tackle. In the third quarter, at the four minute mark, exactly, fuck around and lost us the game. Yeah, or, you know some other shit. Like he does not like. It's probably a smile on his face for that one second while he's holding the trophy and kissing his wife Terry, and then after that he is back in the fucking war room. Back in the back at it. Now that real talk. Now that that is real talk. Right after that championship, that motherfucker going. Now he going straight to recruiting immediately. Uh huh. Like, no, I'm telling you, man. That that man. That's what. That's when they. That's where respect come in. And like what you were saying about those type of people that are hardwired like that. They they do get results because I think the thing to be respected about what how they are is the fact that they don't give a dang that we feel like this. They gonna feel right. Exactly. Because I have a, I got a divine purpose. You know, I got a divine thing that I'm doing. And that I have a system in play in a way that I know to do it. Like so, the one thing I always either you gonna get with it or you can get out the way. Yeah, exactly. If a person's a head coach, or if I'm a if I'm a leader of anything, you know, and I have my system in play, and this thing has reaped the benefits for forever, you know, and all I'm doing is modifying and tweaking, then I'm not gonna let you come in here and change my whole thing, and I'm not worried about you being upset. You ain't nothing but a part, you know. I'm gonna take your part. I'm gonna take that part out and put another part in there. That's better than not defective. It's gonna still be done. So, like, man, yeah, I'm. I, I, I respect them guys because they stick hard to whatever it is they believe is gonna make them successful. I was, without doing that and without having a guideline, you 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 bound to do anything, and you can't repeat those results because you don't have a framework to come from. How yeah, much longer you know, y'all think he's gonna be coaching though? Because he, he about to be seventy this year. I'll say yeah, as far as I, I give him about five better. more years. But piggyback on what you were talking about when you said get with the program or not, like that's why that's why Kiffin got the fuck on, didn't it? Kiffin spent his whole offseason trying to prepare him to be Alabama. Like that's the only thing he wants to do. He wanna be the first assistant to be And Nick you know Saban. something I, and, and I want him to do it. I love those. I, I think to be honest, I think he'll be the first one to do it. I tell you, he's old Miss got something there. I close twice. Remember at Tennessee, a block field goal. He was a block, a block field goal away from the same. You know uh, what I'm saying? Cody that, Cody that they was going down. 
uh, I'll say this, and um, as far as the Kiffin stuff goes, Kiffin just wired different. Like he he learned a lot, and he admitted that. Like he learned a whole lot, but he's just not that kind of guy. Where it's like I I can impose my will on you, and I'm just gonna roll with it. Like no. <laughs> I got some things that I think about too, and I and he's got coaching privilege too. His right. dad, one of the the premier motherfuckers for the Tampa too, so he's been at this coaching shit for a long time. Right, he was he a head coach. coach when he came to that role, so yeah, I get it. And he's got the pedigree. And, and don't forget that his dad was a head coach too. Well, that's what I said. Uh, but going back uh, to the Nick, the 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 thing that separates Nick from a lot of different people. He's forthright in his thinking, even though he has a system, and he's not so stuck on his past success that he's right. not willing to adapt and learn different things. Because if you do something that he really likes and you get clipped, he'll bring you into the staff. Hey, I like what you're doing. I want to do that now. Are you talking about saving? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's true. He, That's true because he was ground he, a pound he, for a long time, and then he, yeah, got, he yeah he switched over he switched to the to the spread. So yeah, he of course he adapt. He yeah. He, and see, that's what be fucking up a lot of coaches is they get so set in their ways yeah. that they can't adapt to what's going on. He knew yeah. I can't keep winning games twenty to fucking uh ten. It sounds like you're talking about your boy Ryan. Mm. Hardball, we, we could have a conversation about hardball, but this yeah, is- hardball don't change. Yes, he don't. Yeah, that, 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 that brought in Gattis to add more spread to the playbook and all that stuff. Yeah, but, I think, but it's just not working out the way that that we wanted to. But if you really want to talk about what the biggest issue is, we keep swinging and missing on quarterbacks. You now, yeah, that's true. Now. In college football, above everything, because I know it matters in the NFL, but you literally can win and lose based on your quarterback being athletic and being able to put that ball where you needed to be. Because no, I'm lying, boy. You show ain't lying. Auburn you show ain't lying. Okay, look at look at um Auburn two thousand ten. Auburn twenty twenty and then and right now too. I mean, we ain't had no quarterbacks since the boy left. Yeah. Look at Miami. Look at Miami right now because of Derrick King. And it's look, true. It's true. look at how much better they are as a program because it wasn't uh, the other nigga. I forget his name. So now they got a quarterback that can run around and make some plays, and now they look way better than what they are. Exactly. And hit on a quarterback. So between K McNamara and, and the other white boy that we had scooped up, I forget his name. If one of them hit, y'all, you talking about a whole different and, and to kind of put the finishing touches on this, when we lost that one year with a if Speeth would have been healthy, that probably would have been the difference between winning and losing that game because O'Corn, we had him. Game, Ohio State game. Yeah, we had him. O'Corn threw a fucking duck to the hands of a fucking um, of the DP, and then we lost that fucking game. So 
or it no, we he threw several ducks, but I think on the fourth fourth conversion, he fucking missed something. And it was just like, damn, nigga, like all you had to do was hit that nigga in his hands. So that's what is the difference. And I'll also say we don't have those deficit erasers. You know, a lot of times people want to talk about, well, this coach makes coaching a difference. I really it's just you saying, all right, I'm going to get this nigga ball more. So imagine you're on the sideline of Florida and you're down. And you say, all right, let me draw up a play real quick to get um, Percy the ball. You throw, you throw Percy a, a swing pass out the backfield or you give him a counter play out the backfield. You know he's better than 85 to 90% of people that's on the field. So if you block it right, boom, that's interesting. Okay, let's do it on a drag. He can run away from most people. So if they do a coverage, oh, we got him. Or we'll do a disguise play where somebody's gonna take the attention of the of the safety and have him run post over the top of the safety's head. He's gonna beat that corner because can't too many people keep up with a four-two college. So did I mean, you really adjustments or did you just get the changes? Deficits the ball, and that's you. Hey, your phone breaking up too, though. Unless it's on main, I mean. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, nah, I, I see what you're saying, though. But yeah, I mean, you know, coaches got to be able to adjust. Players got to be able to adjust. Because I mean, like quarterback. That's what yeah. it really comes down to in a, college. A football. quarterback is always key. Um. <laughs> Most, would you crazy, nigga? Would you crazy? Your head coach is a quarterback. How he can't develop a quarterback? Dog, just because a motherfucker is good on Friday night, they're going to be good on Saturday morning. Yeah, I know, but goddamn, but y'all hit and miss on that many quarterbacks? Wait, case in point, I think it was 2014 or 15. Every top five or top, top ten quarterback, it's one of them seasons. I'm going to have to look it up. It's Every top 10 quarterback who got picked up by programs didn't stay at the program that they was at and did not make it to the league. So if those was the top 10 of that year, and you recruited them and you got them, they didn't pan out, what'd that say for the other fucking quarterback? Hey, what they say about your scouting, goddammit? No. No, because that's not necessarily always about scouting. It, it, it ain't not necessarily about the scouting. Hey. No, like, <laughs> scouting well, I think, is in mixed but bag. I, I mean, you look at uh, Deion Lewis. They didn't even fucking recruit Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis was one of the best players to ever come out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you got to look about? But you also got to look at certain things too. Like think about in high school, when you get on the on the field on Friday night, it may be what two or three players that you know is going to be going to college. But then once you get to college, it's more is a it's more players that are probably go pro. Uh, than you played against in high school. You know what I'm saying? So is is the competition like maybe the person never got better or they've been the same the whole time? But Thank once you, you get but if everybody else is getting better and you staying the same, it's not going to work either. Or so, that star system did some bullshit, too, because I've seen some one and two star motherfuckers that some straight ballers, though. Hey, Mick Jones, 
That star system is trash. Yes, sir. It is. Star yeah, it is it's, it's all the motherfuckers who, everybody who got the money to go to all them goddamn camps and then raise their star level up. That's all that yes, shit is. And if you know the right people, because Dion even said that on, on 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 that episode of I Am Mom Athlete, he said that man, I can make a call and get that jumper to jump up to a four or five star. He said I can do that. He said that because that's why he said he don't get that much credence himself. Like in that day, if you know how to look at talent, evaluate talent, which is something that I done got better in at the coach. Like you can see a, a guy that's a guy, and then all you gotta do is talk to him to get to know his mindset. Um, get to talk to him to see his intelligence level. Cause I'm gonna tell you, I tell my guys all the time, I don't like coaching no dumb players. I don't like coaching guys where you think all you got to do is go out there and run into people. You might be a hell of a athlete. You might make that work for you for a time being. But like we talking now, when you get to a level of professionalism where the cat across from you care, and he dog going to miss things too. And, and, and that gap of talent has been decreased. Damn, boy. You don't know that. It sound like yeah. you're talking about four from Oklahoma, boy. I hope he don't listen to this podcast because that was one dumb song, bitch. That boy, it hurts. <laughs> that motherfucker was our running back. That motherfucker didn't know no plays. Goddamn, you had to tell him, hey, run through this hole, man. run through the four hole, run no. through the six hole. But that song bitch run through that motherfucking hole, though. But he was hey, a hey. dumb song, bitch, though. But hey, but now nah, look, real talk, like that's how I was in the film, and that first day they moved me to fullback. Like I could have been playing um, under that coach. He was like, "Yeah, man, I want you to get over here because he was trying to get me to like um take over." Yeah, because I get shouted. Yeah, I get shouted with smaller. But I like to, to me, I was like, "Okay, cool." I was down for the challenge, but the one thing I didn't do and shouting them kept telling me, "Boy, you better learn that playbook. You better take your read your playbook." I didn't learn the playbook, and I had never even played fullback. I came from playing tight end, so like yeah. there's a perspective on the football field is different. Um, understand the blocking scheme, which I didn't get. I was a job guy in, in high school. I knew on every play what I did, and I did it well, you know. But by the time you get me to college and you change my position, and then I'm not trying to learn, you know, I have this mental block, which is really what we're talking about. Like mentally <laughs> that blocking. That is it. Forget that book. Yeah, forget that book. Hey, I'm playing the game. I'm like, like Ryan said, I'm in, I'm in the um, Sunday night playing Madden. I've been practicing all day to lift the weights. Had two seconds to go eat at the cafe and had to go back to a meeting and all. Nah, I'm done with football at the end of the room. Like, for real. So it's like. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Jenna. I ain't learning that playbook either, goddamn. I don't <laughs> learn my plays at practice, goddamn. <laughs> That's how I was, McDonald's, for real. And it, and, it, and it set me back, though, you know, until I finally got into my mind to learn the plays for real and then stop being mad at practice and going out there and use the thump, folks. That's when I started getting my, 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 my recognition and all that. But so did Murph learn the plays? Did Murph know the plays? Murph probably knew him. He, he probably well, he knew him good enough to do what he was supposed to do. I'm guessing. Yeah, Murph was over there designing the I'm, plays with Coach. Uh, I, I, I'm just gonna be I'm real. Murph, Murph didn't read that playbook either. He but he learned the plays though. But he didn't read no goddamn. read that goddamn playbook. Yeah, Murph didn't get the playbook because I'm telling you, you know, as a player, it get it get to a mode where if if it, you know it's political to a degree, meaning that. And when I get to the point where the coach depends on me or likes me or he's going to play me, then he's going to work with me longer than the other cat. Like that joke yeah. that don't know the playbook, but <laughs> you ain't playing with me no and I'm pissed off at you. Like I'm working with Murph longer because I'm like, oh, I, okay, Murph don't know playbook, but he had to give me this great effort and I like him. He always smiles at me. He always brings me food for long. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when everybody's better now, come on, man. But no, nah, like hey, – that go a long way, but going back to y'all original conversation, I think more than anything, man, I don't think any of those players were bad players that come in. But a lot of what happened is these intangible things that the normal person don't see that stop a player from reaching that level that you think he can be on. So those guys yeah. might have all the stars, but somebody evaluated that talent and thought he was worthwhile. But again, like we said earlier, when the coaching ain't like there, 
But don't get ain't coaching. Like Harbaugh might be able to develop a quarterback, but when you when when you doggone head coach, is that really your job? Do you hey, really fella, I'm on the road right now, right quick. I'm gonna holler at y'all. All right, dog. Yeah, yeah. But like, hey. is that really is that really what you want to do? Develop a quarterback? Do you really want to do that, or you want to delegate responsibility and then oversee your whole team and make sure everybody's developing the way we need to? But it's kind of hard when you're not a position coach, you know. Um, so the coaching around you got to be good. So a lot of times, I don't fault these programs. I like I don't think it's just oh Alabama great oh man can nobody be better Alabama yes you can but you got to get the right staff together so that y'all can go after that goal of being better than Alabama or being a champion and then sustaining that type of staff or that mindset of the staff so that you have that and then the last part when you when you go and recruit you can't sacrifice your team for no dumb behind player that don't want a dog gonna fall into a system or uh, don't want to like learn the system get into it and all that other good stuff. Then we can even go a little further and say that the transfer portal messing up a lot of stuff because kids bounce around from year to year. You ain't learn how to you ain't learn the playbook over there. And then when you learn that, when you go to nothing, you gotta learn another playbook. Like, Tate Mar- Martell is the perfect example for that. Yes, he's sir, been at like bro. four schools. Stupid behind joking there, boy. Sit down. But like there. um a, but a, a, a lot of those quarterbacks though, mm-hmm. more specifically black quarterbacks. Like you yeah. always hear them all the time when they was in high school, their coaches tell them make something happen. They never had a playbook. Yeah. They just tell them make something happen. You know what I'm saying? So, so, that's then once, so then once they get to college, they don't like they don't know anything about studying the playbook. They don't know anything about reading plays and this and that because that's something new to them. Because uh-huh. in high school, Friday night, the coach said, "Hey, just make it happen." So you basically yeah. just doing whatever you want to do. Hey, you think they're telling them the same thing when they get there on Saturday either? Shit, some of them probably. I mean, they, you could. No, I'm sure. I'm sure they probably do. I'm sure they do to an extent. But but if you get but if you get somebody like if if you met somebody who was illiterate, they never read before, and you get them which is most of them. You know what I'm saying? Most of them are like that. You got to coach. You got to coach them through that. Like you got to teach them how to read. That's kind of like a playbook. Like in high school, a lot of them don't have playbooks. You know, they just um, they just say, "Hey, make this happen, make it happen." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. no real play. But you know, some some of that, and I don't want to stay on this point too long. But sometimes there's a product. You know, some this can't pay well, some don't pay well. But some guys and then some guys are just there and, and don't really know the game, but they know the right people. So you, you get a lot of that sometimes, you know, because some people have reduced football like it's just that. But now, like, if you're in a good place with good coaches, now it becomes it becomes more than that. that. That's why I do enjoy where I'm at and um, the coaching staff I got around us because uh, around me because that's how we are. We coach up our guys. We got to teach them. We tell them that this is what they expect on the next level because, thankfully, most of our coaches play college ball anyway. So it's like we we, we spin down the right college. But you, you just got kids that sometimes they are lean heavily, heavily upon because of their athleticism. And they're not really taught any what we call trade skills on the field that can extend past high school, you know. So when they get to this level, they fall flat because, like you say, I've been I've been living off my athleticism, but now the athleticism gap has gotten closer because we, I'm on, I'm in college and everybody was athletic in high school, you see. So now I got I to gotta lean on something else that supersedes that, which has to be something like my ability to learn on this football field, you know? Yeah. And also, you know, some people want it, and then some people just ain't got it. 
you know? Yeah. And then, like, you know, but like I said, sometimes you have a situation where, like, everybody else is getting better and there's one person staying the same. Because if you dominate from, like, middle school to high school, then you, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people are not going to tell you you need to change or anything because it's like you've yeah. been dominating. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. And then, then once you finally get to a certain place, then it's like, oh, you need to change. It's, it's kind of like people who played the NBA and they got like a weird looking shot, but they've been shooting yeah. their whole life. But now all of a sudden it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And now you've been, you've been for 20 years, you've been shooting one way. And now on your 21st year, you got to switch the shot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, Go ahead. You know, so, so a lot of times, like you said, it's about the development and uh, yeah, some uh, other. Yeah. yeah, man. Oh, one of the uh, the special ed players. You know, your athletes are mostly special ed players back in the day. Hey, man, crazy thing you know. is, you about right. You're about right. <laughs> what I said. He about right. Another dude who was in the playbook, a special ed player, man. They're just out there making plays. Man, yes. I played with right. someone. We gonna get mad at him because he fumbled the ball because he ran the play wrong. I mean, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> hey, you ain't lying though. You had, yeah, man, yes, yeah. Like, I, I ain't on front. You so right, but you got them players like you said, the most one of the most special ones or some of the dumbest people in terms of just being dumb, man. But like, no, I, I ain't even. I'm not even talking about no slow level. Just dumb. Like you be like, dog. You know you can live a better life if you do H Y Z. You know. Oh, like like Alvin Mack on the program, exactly. Yeah, he football was life. He didn't care about nothing else. Man, nothing else, boy. Going to class, ain't doing nobody work. Just watching everything. That's it. Hey, okay. So, uh, the the change things up a little bit. So, uh, John, I know earlier you was talking about uh, the the situation in Haiti. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, uh, for y'all that don't know, like uh, you know that president got assassinated. Um, I think I think you pronounce his name, uh, Jovenel Moisey. Is that how you pronounce it? It's, it's, I forget how they say it last name, but like like a Moisey, Moisey, it's something. Yeah, it's like Jovenel Moisey. Yeah, but yeah, he got a, he got assassinated, I, and to be honest, I think it was an inside job. Inside. I yeah, but, I, I thought I thought a bit of that at first when I read the article, but then some of that is like you gotta read it but understand that it's hard to say it's the inside job because because Colombians did it. You know, you got Colombians and two Americans. So if it's an inside job, I'm gonna use my own people and people that's close to them. You know, they said that they got they got um some kind of audio from this um situation where you can hear the people come in and when they bust in the door, they're talking about DEA. You know what I mean? So this is something I believe, like people, I already believe anyway that America is going to do that. We had our hand in it because we've been over there trying to, you know, get, get our hands on like the resources and hate it forever. You know, we've been trying to slip colonize hate it forever, but it's a certain way we got to go about doing it. So, like, now there's people that are more informed and paying more attention that I don't think we can go there and do it like they used to. They can't go there and say, let's the war. Oh, the Haitians are doing all this crazy stuff. So let's go over there and sit down in their country to help them. Because they don't know what they're doing. They're savages. Like, like, that's how we play it with the rest of the world. And then we spit it on the news like that. But like I said, when you find that you got Colombians and, and, and two Americans in that, that sounds like some ex-militarization type people that are going into something and doing something for somebody. It's a hit to me. I, I see that a hit. 
But I see it from oh. the outside. So, uh, the reason why I thought it was an inside job, because they was, they was trying to figure out, like, how everybody got through security. But they did say it was, like, 126 Colombians and two Haitian Americans. Mm-hmm. So, I mm-hmm. mean, so you're right. They could have just ambushed and just took over that way. Yeah, but they said, but they, said but they was making it, but they was making it like it was a um, like they didn't know how, like you know, like security had something to do with like security letting them in. But I mean, if you got yeah. a 128 people for like four people, I'm letting them in too. I'm not gonna front. Yeah. But they say this place is supposed to be like really secure, like one of the most secure places in Haiti. So some of it. Some of it, I'm gonna tell you this, Rick. Some of it was inside because it had to be coordinated a certain way so that it could all become possible. And, you know, when the people wanted to do that, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they went doing it to go get caught later. You know what I mean? So I think it was some coordination for it to be an inside job as well because you had you had certain people over there in Haiti who didn't like the fact this guy was trying to stay in another year. And what I found out about that was that, um, like originally what happened was he. He became president of that country, but was after like I think the vote had became a node or they were supposed to, I think he was just supposed to step in there and come out at a certain time, like a predetermined time. But then he was gonna extend it. But I think you had some people that might have been upset about that, and then you had people on the outside that agitated the situation because of that, just so those people can then be used to go in and do exactly what they did. That's how I feel now. Like, yeah, I mean, you're probably right though, because of those countries, you know, people people do that because, like in Russia, I think um Putin, I think he extended his he had extended his time, but then he he went back because he said he had health problems or something. Uh huh. But remember, he had extended his time for another like four years or something like that, or another two terms or something. But he uh-huh. he said he claimed he had health problems, but I really think, and all honestly, I really think Putin stepped down because Trump didn't win again. Oh yeah. I, I think so too, because he was able to kind of use that family. And then, you know, like they say, Trump was married. His first marriage was to a Russian woman. So, and then he's a guy that's been, he's been global forever since like the, what, the late 70s or 80s. He's been moving mm-hmm. around around the world since then. So, for people yeah. to fully believe that that man can't be connected to the rest, the, to Russians or, you know, something like that. And even, even if it's like unknowingly on his part, because I sometimes I wonder how much he knows, how many times he's been used just because if somebody feels like he's stupid or, if he just tricked everybody else and he want to put out a dumb look, but he really know what he's doing behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Exactly. So because like, remember, yeah, yeah. remember, remember when he won, he was getting ready to build a um a Trump Towers in Moscow. I think that's what they were so saying. So well, yeah. he's gonna run that business, dog. He's gonna run. Yeah, he was he was about to um build a Trump Tower over in Moscow. That's why that's why I said like as far as like stuff with the government and stuff like that, like nobody like. We really don't know what be going on. We like to speculate. But yeah. Nobody really know what's really going on because, hey. uh-huh. th- and that's why them presidents be aging so quick because they know so much and they can't say nothing. Yeah, but, but you know, <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of times, man, that's why they try to you know stomp on stuff like teaching true history or, or really teaching history a different way. Because even when you look back on uh, when the American education quote unquote system got started. Um, you had a group of it was thinking of like three white guys, and I and I have I don't have names on me right now, but I have this I know saved in my phone. But three dudes got together and they and they created a way in which they were gonna you know get the get get the education system built up in America and how they were gonna go about teaching like the history component of it. And I think they said all they wanted to do was get people to remember 
um, dates and I think events to a degree. It was nothing about the discussion of the uh, of the events and then how, you know just the the, the two conversations you'll get out of it where you'll really learn. Okay, the ins and outs because I know it's a lot of history that a lot of us learn. But we like, damn, now why that happen like that then? But why? Because you're trying to connect dots. You know what I mean? Because for every cause yeah. is an effect. You know, for every rhyme there's a reason. So if I'm trying to figure that part out, which I always try to do myself, I, I can't connect no dots because of how you teaching me. So now because of how you teach me, then like like people want to knock down like critical race theory, which again, just like they're trying to tell people the whole truth as it relates to how this country came into being, you know what I mean? And how we got from point A to point B or where we're at now. You know, if I'm telling the truth about those things and tell you about the conflicts and everything that happened in between, now you empower a group of people to have a real true understanding of history and have a true understanding of how some of these plays get made over and over again. You know what I mean? Like the Haiti play, that's been done before. You know, that's been done before. Exactly. They're, they're, trying, to keep the, they're trying to keep the regular American people from knowing. You know what I mean? One thing that's interesting, I'll leave this alone, is like I heard yesterday about how Denmark Bessie, that whole situation there, what 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 made him want to go about with that re- rebellion and all that stuff and what happened with Denmark Bessie? Because they got wind of the fact that in Haiti, black folk had was successful. He got wind of that, and that's what promoted him to do what he was doing. And, and at that time, the people were trying to keep that information in that news from even traveling and getting up there to where he was, I believe, around um, I think they were around South Carolina area. Yeah, they were in South Carolina. Yeah, they were trying to stop that news from getting up there, but they couldn't stop it because what it did was they made, let Joker know that, hey, man, we can do this too. You know, so that's essentially what's even still going on now. You rewrite so, history, so, you lie about history so people don't know, can't become empowered, and can't make a way when it seems like there's no way. So how do you feel about them taking uh, black history out of schools then? I think that's, it's whack, man. Look, I, I said during um, COVID, I said all last year, I said they should just stop teaching history until they come up with a real framework on how to do it because how you take away American history? Okay. You know like, we talking about black history. Ain't no black history. It's American history because we built the infrastructure. We built everything. We did everything. Like, y'all didn't want to do nothing. Essentially, slavery is, hey, I'm getting this free behind labor. I don't want to do this damn work. Me and my plantation-ass family, we're not going out there and getting that son to do any of that. But, hey, we can get y'all over here to do it. And the most I'm going to do is pay for you when I pay for you at the block. I'll pay for you at the, at the, at the wherever we trading y'all slaves at, trading this stock at. You know what I mean? Wherever we trade. That's, y'all at, that's know, true. They do. They do try to take. They do. They are trying to take out Black history. And the, and the thing is, yeah. when they do, when they do talk about Black history, they talk about like the same three or four people. Because even, cause even when they, because even, because even when they talk about Battle C.J. Walker, they never talk about her being the first Black millionaire. Mm-hmm. Right. They they never talk about that. They just say, you know, she invented the hot comb. She she did this. She had hair products, but they never say she was the first black millionaire. Self made. I've got an interesting take on why I think this is happening. Uh, I might be reaching, but here it is. If y'all want to hear it, yes. Sir. Okay. Go ahead. Now now there's there's been talk of uh, you know, the reparations. You know, I think me personally, I think that um. There is some kind of way that I think we are getting closer to getting those reparations, right? But I don't think our group, my people, our people, like in our age group and maybe our kids, we probably won't be able to see it. But the kids after them will be able to get closer to getting them than we will, right? But if you erase the history, 
and they don't know what what reparations are and why they do what they do, yeah. then you could easily just slide that under the rug and nobody ever even talk about it because they won't know. If you don't know, you don't know. Yes, yeah, sir. Man, that's true. But how would, so how reparations how, though? Well, uh, I don't know. Rick, I, I, to be honest with you, I, <laughs> we probably wouldn't get it. It would be it no, would be so I, minute. It would be so minute that it wouldn't even matter. I mean, it probably be like no, it's not. Dollars. It's not even. It's not even about. It's not mm-hmm. even about us getting it. Like if just say our kids, kids, kids get it, but how no, would they distribute it? Because how would they? It, you could do it by um just like the one uh just like Patrice O'Neill did. Man, get rid of taxes for us. Get rid of student loans. I don't have to get a paycheck. Like right. even though I'm technically, even though we deserve one, but the reality is, we'll never get that in in any of our lifetimes or even Mm-mm. our kids' lifetime. But what you can do is get rid of my taxes. Exactly. Yeah. Allow nah, me that'll work for me. Education, like erase that work for me. That because then at least I have a way to upwardly mobilize myself. And what's crazy is there's money put to the side for the Jewish population. They distribute money every year. Um, Native Americans can go to schools that are state schools at reduced rate, but we can't. We can't get a reduced rate. We can't get free education. That's, that's only that's only because we we won't get we won't band together. And get it done like the Indians did. They really All these people that, that that they band together and made moves. We're not we're not band together and making moves. Well, I mean, they don't band Isn't... together like you think they do. What ended up happening was the right people with the right amount of money made enough sink that it became that issue. Now, mm-hmm. talk about people band together. I would say it would be the the gay population. They came together like Voltron to get mm-hmm. their Stuff. Right, but you know why? You know why we can't come together? Because again, it go back to what y'all talked about at the very beginning, where we talking about black versus African American, all that. Right. But one, we don't. We're we're not under a banner. That's why that part is important. Like we need to be up underneath some nation. Because when you build a nation, the nation has culture. You got things that people ascribe to. Ain't nobody gonna be perfect within that. But what I'm saying is that right. if I know I'm from, let's say, I know I'm from Nigeria. I know that I, I know my history. I know my culture. You know what I mean? Now I, I, I act like a Nigerian. You know, I do the things Nigerians do. If I'm righteous in this way and that's how Nigerians act, I'm going to be that way too. And I'm like, oh man, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh he's Nigerian. That's how they do that. They're very respectful. They're very, you know, and I don't know if this is this to be true, but what I'm saying is that I'm subscribing now to a culture. The black American ain't got no doggone nation or culture. That's what I'm saying. We trying to bring everybody along. Everybody's not a part of your nation. You know what I mean? Some people, like I said, you got some cats, man, that will go out here and shoot up everything because they're trying to find one person that wanted to hit 50 other people that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. That Negro that ain't part of no nation that I'm, I'm associated with. <laughs> ain't part of nothing I got to do with. You know what I mean? Nah, I, I, I feel you on that. I feel I you on that. I can't whack ass. Like, you're doing some stuff that I don't subscribe to. So that's not, you ain't within me, I ain't within you, and I don't feel no way about that. So it's like, we have to, first of all, we're going to let folk go because that's what I mean about us accepting so much. We accept everything. So I'm going to accept jump from a dumbass person and they push the culture along. Right now, like I said, you got the 
and the OnlyFans stops. They got these grown women that's our age out here trying to go and get BBL because you're trying to get people to joke that's on Instagram that you see who ain't got her real body on it. Then you only right. talk about um, having a real man in your life and ain't nothing about your body real. Like, come on now. Like, like this is what we're going through. So you can't create a nation of nothing with people that don't know who they are. You know Shout out I mean? to Kevin Samuels. Huh? Shout out to Kevin Samuels. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yo, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about. Kevin talking about just relationships and stuff. Like, I'm talking about the totality of it all because the same way you got the women we talking about, like I said, you got the men we talking about, like because they subscribe to still be gangster. Like you 30, 40, and you still trying to push a dumb thing that you know that didn't didn't bring our generation nothing. Like you had a bunch of jokers running around trying to be Scarface. They still ain't got that money to this day. They still nope. ain't got to sit with the world is mine on their head. They ain't doing nothing. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of them been locked up 1,700 times. Some of them still can't get a regular job now. You know what I mean? And these are things that we really had to go through. So my whole thing is, ain't nothing, ain't no shame in that. That's what happened. But let's tell the true story so that the kids will know. And that now, if you want a nation to be with these people right here that these people want to go after, you can do that because they have understanding. Like, you stop, do so and, and stop do blaming it. your environment, too, man. Stop they blaming do. the environment you grew up in. That's right. You got to stop. Stop doing that. Because you got to grow that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's growth and development. That's what all life is about. Like anything that's not growing, that thing dead, man. Accountability is low. So, so that. that it... Yeah, man. I guess um, I mean they 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 should build nations with like-minded people than just like right. a race or or a religion or something like that. This is just be like-minded people, like you know what I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you. And I think, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't be just like, oh, this person is this person that. It should be like, okay, these people think like this. They need to be in this nation. These people think like this. Yep. They need to be in this nation because, hey, like y'all say, everybody not on the same thing. And this whole, this whole street code and all this street code and all this stuff. No, I'm a I'm no, a, I'm a taxpaying citizen. Taxpaying citizen. <laughs> and it, it ain't nothing wrong with that. You shouldn't be considered a squirrel because that's what you. I was looking at something the other day. Dude was like, "Hey man, all the dope boys, really the real dope boys, they want to be squirrels, man." Because they're exactly. tired of living that life, man. They want to have a stable gig where they can make good money and be done with that. Because that's the real guy, but not these little fake dudes. Who, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They still stuck in that mentality, and, and you just you just a loss, man. Just a yeah. loss. No, I'm yeah. gonna tell you, man. One of my guys who used to like be in the life all heavy. You still there, John? Still there, John? Yeah, I think he's up. Yeah, I think he, he might have disconnected. I mean, it shows he's still connected, but I don't know. He might be me. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we can hit yeah, it. Johnny, you gonna have to reconnect, man. All right, man.
I don't know what that was about. That was about. <laughs> that nigga sound like, like an important character. <laughs> Every time you were talking, you were answering yourself. <laughs> this is like, oh, 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 hey, 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 all right, all right, all right. Hey, hey, hey. But what I'm saying is, it sound like that was that Nigga, you still doing it. Okay, well, okay. Hey, I'm out, man. I get it. Hey, I don't know what's on the baby. Your stuff kind of comes too, Rick. It may be me, then. It may be me. It could be me. I don't know. I didn't sign up. It still sound the same way? Nah, your shit nah. straight, huh? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Oh, everything everything's straight now. Yeah. Watts yeah. yeah. was uh spitting too much truth, man. The government had to intervene. Hey man, old damn J. Edgar Hoover tapping in, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, that boy Watts was, was giving too much truth. I guess so. Every every time Johnny starts spitting truth, I was so happy. Like last time he got snatched up by the government. <laughs> well, don't ever let don't ever let Drake get on here, cause they're gonna be cut off from the beginning of the episode. <laughs> man, if Drake get on here, we gonna be all of us gonna be shut down. Yeah, it's gonna be shut down. You gonna have to damn comic relief, so you had to let Mick talk for a couple of seconds, let it you know even out a little bit. They might let us stay on and let Mick talk. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to get Dre on one of these because Dre is gonna. I I, I just love to hear what he got to say about anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ho. Man, I'm trying to tell y'all boys. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but see, but see what he needs to be doing. He needs to be getting his stuff together now. So when he come on, and you know Dre clam up sometimes. So if he get his information together now. So when he come on, he'll be ready to go. And yeah, he he won't disappoint. He won't disappoint. That boy ain't point anyway. Oh, yeah. Hey. No, I'm gonna try to be on. Uh, I'm gonna try to be on all of them, man. I, I had a good time today, man. Yeah, man. I guess I guess since uh, Johnny got snatched up by the government, <laughs> I guess I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this one on up, man. Yeah. Wrap up, man. All right, man. Enjoy y'all boys again. Uh, we'll, I'll hit y'all up for the next episode. Sound like a plan. Right. Yes, sir. Y'all right, boys man. stay up. All right. Y'all All, right. All right. All right. All right.